0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies, with your host, Richard
1: off. Oh, Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi, and I'm Boy, do we have a great show planned for you. Thanks for waiting. Did you know that 29% of U.S. businesses are women-owned, but only 6% of U.S. construction firms are owned by women? And today, I have two successful construction company owners in the studio, and guess what? They're both women. How about that? This business talk show airs live on Tuesdays and Wednesdays at 4 p.m. and Thursdays at our special time of 3 p.m. All of our shows, of course, can be heard live on octalkradio.net. Or listen to later as a podcast from iTunes, Stitcher, and a variety of other services. We do encourage you to listen live. The show is brought to you by our advertisers, Brandon University, Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, S N H Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software, and UPS Protection. If you'd like to follow me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick Franzi, R-I-C-F-R-A-N-Z-I. Our Twitter handle is C E O Peer Groups. And if you have a podcasting favorite podcasting software that you use, type in our program, Critical Mass Radio Show, and then you'll get our updates automatically. The goal for this show is to help your listening audience of CEOs running middle market firms to improve your decision-making skills. Mari Kurtz, who owns two construction companies, CalPAC Sheet Metal and OC Metals, is in the studio, and Linda Strand, who owns Independent Energy Solutions, is here. Ladies, welcome to the program.
2: Thank you. Thanks. So good to be here. It's
1: great to have you guys, ladies, here. Let's start, Mari, with you. Talk to me a little bit about your firms. What do you do?
2: Well, CalPAC Sheet Metal is the contracting division, and CalPAC is a architectural and uh, general sheet metal contracting firm you would recognize what we do in our scope of work by uh, standing seam metal roofs, um, architectural wall panel systems uh, these days a lot of car dealerships have been upgrading in updating the dealerships so we, we do a lot of those aluminum wall panel systems. There's a lot of sheet metal general sheet metal that gets buried in construction so you don't it's not exposed but basically, CalPAC and then its sister company, OC Metals, which is the manufacturing division, manufactures and installs those systems.
1: Excellent. And Linda, share with us what your firm does.
2: Independent Energy Solutions is a
3: design-build solar electrical power system firm. What okay. that means is that I am half engineering, well, in simple f- Words, right. Half engineering and half construction. And we design and build solar electrical power systems.
1: For what type of jobs?
3: Well, a variety. Okay. So I would say right now 60% of all of our work is commercial. Okay. Some of our biggest clients are SDG&E and Southern California Edison. Mm-hmm. We've also done work with the military, a lot of universities, municipalities.
1: These sounds like large-scale projects then.
3: Yeah, not... They're not the solar farms. Right. Well, those but are, they're yeah. large. And right. then um,
1: But they're also not somebody's house or a school. Well,
3: last year okay. I realized that I was missing a lion's share of work by not doing residential. Mm-hmm. So about a year ago, exactly November last year, I opened up a residential division. So most of our work is commercial, but I'm trying to break into the residential market.
1: Okay. And you do this Southern California?
3: Uh, we're an international company, but right now the hot spot is the Southwest. Sure. So that's where most of my customers are.
1: Mari, you do most of your installations in Southern California?
2: Uh, yeah, we're regionally located in, in Southern California. But we do as well go to, uh, we've traveled Northern California, Nevada, and Arizona.
1: Right. And if I remember correctly, you both were doing work at Camp Pendleton.
2: Yeah, and yeah, I think we you were actually doing work
1: on the same projects, weren't you? Oh.
2: Weren't yeah. you? I think, yeah, I think you we had people on, on the, the same uh, jobs. Uh, yeah, we did. Our I didn't know that until right now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. The barracks uh, for Goodman Roofing, I believe we were. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Sound familiar?
2: Yeah, no, I know. All right,
1: that was a big project, right? Yeah, it was
2: a very big project.
1: Congratulations on Thank that type you. of work. So. I have to ask, and Linda, I'll start with you. I'm talking with Linda Strand. She is the owner of Independent Energy Solutions, also known as IES. Mm -hmm. Okay. How did you get into the construction industry?
3: Well, so can I just backtrack a little?
1: Yeah. It's your show.
3: Okay. (laughs) And I just want to say that really... Going into the construction industry was kind of a, a default. I had no idea. But I want to say that I've always been into the environment. Okay. And I've always been a conservationist. So even in college, I got my degree, my undergraduate degree in natural resource management. Okay. And I wanted to be, like, more than anything, I wanted to be a ranger. So I was a ranger for a while. Imagine that. Yeah. I worked for the California State Parks and recreation. That always seems like a
1: cool job to me. I don't know.
3: Okay, but here's—I wasn't planning on saying this, but I like you. I'll share a little. Okay. Here, the problem was, I was a young college graduate, and I got stationed in the middle of nowhere.
1: Okay. Lonely, huh?
3: Totally lonely. So um, I ended up coming back to Southern California. Life took me down a different route, but I've always been, you know, very passionate. About the environment, and so in 1998, opened up Independent Energy Solutions and more in the environment, in the engineering side of it. My business partner was an engineer, and our first because back in 1998, there wasn't really solar. Really. It right. was still kind of in the research sure. and kind of in the big concept. So our customers were third world countries. Oh. And then at the like 2000 era, when the state rebates uh-huh. started to be open up, then we started building right here in California. And I didn't know it, but you needed to be a contractor. Mm. So hence... We needed to get a contractor's license. right? So it was kind of by default how I ended up being in the construction industry. Right.
1: You kind of followed your passion. Yes. And this is how you're realizing your dream.
3: And I do want to say that I do not hold the license. I have a qualifier. So my background is more in the business end of it. Okay. And I don't know what Mari's is, but... So I, a qualifier means I have somebody that actually holds the license. I, I mean, I hold the license, but I have somebody that qualifies
2: me
1: okay. for the license. Well, let's turn our attention to Mari. Mari, same question. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, how did you get into the construction industry?
2: Well, I, uh, by default, yeah, <laughs> okay. not as uh, passionately, uh, well, yeah, passionately, right. uh, I was married to a sheet metal contractor who passed away in 1998, oh, wow. and through necessity oh. and being a mother bear, i like like to say, I took over his company, which was the contracting division, and then uh, I recognized an opportunity to start manufacturing. We were losing sales to other trades who were picking up our scope of work due to reduced liability. At that time, builders were looking to reduce the liability and reduce trades on on projects. So as a trade, though, sheet metal contractors manufacture their materials. Other trades who pick up the scope, they purchase the material and then install it. So it was like they needed somebody to still make their materials. Okay. So as we were losing it, it was like, well, you know, we got it the best of both worlds. So if we're not going to install it, let's make it. And so then that's how OC Metals came about. And but ironically I had sheet metal shop a couple times uh a day in seventh and eighth grade. So it was kinda like my destiny, you know, I was okay. I was uh destined to, to uh have it be part of my life. So
1: So you both have a passion that fuels your interest in the construction industry Mm -hmm. and it's sort of your outlet for realizing your belief system and what you're interested in. Okay, Mm
2: Yeah, but from a different perspective, I did end up taking and getting my contractor's license, being the qualifier, only because of from the situation in which I lost my husband and didn't want to be vulnerable to anybody Mm -hmm. again. You know, I wanted to hold kind of my own fate in my own
1: hands well that's interesting yeah and powerful at the same time we're talking with two women business owners who actually own three now linda you don't have another company here that i don't have on my question sheet i mean you don't have a like marie you don't have a second business that i should know about okay so we have three construction companies owned by two successful women in construction industry and as i said at the open only six percent of u.s companies construction companies are women owned so you're really uh, pretty unique in your space, in your industry, and that's why I'm so excited to have two of you here in the studio. We're going to take our first commercial break. When I come back to talk with Mari Kurtz and Linda Strand, we're going to continue the conversation about women in construction, a little bit of lessons that they learned and some other things that we're going to be talking about. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after these words from our commercial sponsors.
4: Can we talk about your family business? You know, that thing you put your whole life's blood, sweat, and tears into? Well, what happens when you retire or try and pass that business on to your children? At Succession Strategies, we can help you find the answers. We'll guide you through the unsettling process of protecting your family legacy and successfully passing your business on to the next generation, safely and securely, ensuring that it'll both survive and thrive
1: I'm speaking with Ash Patel, President and CEO of Commercial Bank of California. Ash, can you tell our audience what's different about Commercial Bank of California?
5: What we want to be is a Commercial Bank of California of Orange County to be the premier bank in Orange County that is solely dedicated to what we call human capital innovation. What I mean by that is we want to be a bank that is solely dedicated to the well-being of our employees. We believe our employees' happiness will translate into customers' happiness, which will then translate into shareholder happiness. However, most companies put shareholders' interests first before they put employees' interests first. Therefore, we want Commercial Bank of California to be one of the few banks in Orange County that is solely dedicated to the well-being of our employees first. We believe we have happy employees, we'll have happy customers, which will translate into happy shareholders and a greater return for our investors.
1: To understand the true power of how Commercial Bank of California can help you achieve your goals, give us a call at 714-431-7000 or visit us on the web at www.cbcal.com or at our new headquarters at 19752 MacArthur Boulevard in Irvine. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Boy, do we have a great show for you. We have the unique distinction and opportunity to interview two women business owners in the construction industry. Off mic, we were talking about how many other women business owners in construction they know in Southern California, and they are truly unique in their space, and that's why I'm excited to have them on the show. In addition, they're wonderful people. If you'd like to find me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick Franzi, R I C F R E N Z I. My Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. And if you'd like to listen to the show and subscribe to it, open your favorite podcasting software on your phone type in critical mass radio show subscribe to us and then every uh, three times a week actually we'll be downloading the latest shows of Interesting, thoughtful conversations with business owners. I would like to let you know that our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our show. And with our unique and exclusive prospect engagement program, Critical Mass Radio Show delivers up to 23 warm prospects to each of our platinum advertisers each year. If you'd like to learn more, contact Rose Chamora, 951-515-4661. All right, let's get back and have a conversation about what it's like to be in your space and to be you. So, Mari, I'll start with you, and we'll just kind of go back and forth and have a conversation. Tell me, what is it like, from your perspective, having been in this industry, both of you, since 1998, to show up as a woman in the construction industry and then an owner of a construction company? what's that been like for you
2: i think it takes a certain amount of confidence in Jen. yeah just understanding cuz i th- i think they I speak for myself but you know we're not going into the situation thinking that but A lot of times when you walk in a a meeting or a a situation, you know, you don't want to announce yourself. You don't want to, you know, explain or put down your credentials or anything like that. But there have been over the years where I've been in situations where they may have thought that I was the administrator or who are you or what position do you hold? Is your your boss going to get here soon? Yeah, exactly. I was interviewing somebody for a controller position um, last week and they asked me, and, and what do you do for the company you know <laughs> I was like so I, I think yeah that you know we, we all you know still judge people very much by their appearances and what they look like so I think but we're in a generation where I think many men have been raised by single working mothers okay. so I find that in the last five years that a lot of um, the old boys network is, is tailed off a, a little bit okay. kind of running into that I find a lot of projects managers they have no problem talking to a woman or you know it's really having that confidence and knowing what you're communicating or getting the job done or, or being able to approach things and getting them scheduled or being a
1: professional in ex- your space exactly so i'm going to come back to you hold that hold that conversation i i want to get your and i say your i'm talking with linda strand she is the owner of independent energy solutions so what's it like for you showing up in the construction industry as a woman business owner
3: I would say, for the most part, on first blush, when I enter and people don't know who I am, I would say, I get, I think my womanhood offers kind of like a softness. Okay. So that's first blush. And so I think it's to an advantage, to a degree, okay. being a woman, because I think you get kind of ultimately this respect walking into a room. Oh, my gosh, it's a woman coming in, and, you know, she's put together, and she seems very professional. But then I do sometimes feel that some, there's there little talk behind my back. Mm-hmm. And I sometimes I feel like, oh, it's the good old boys, and they're talking trash about me or whatever. But, you know, I just keep my chin up. And f- for the most part, it's very minimal. Okay. Very minimal problems that I have. Now, I'm not working on the sites. I don't have a you know, tool belt on. Okay. But when I do show up on the work site. I've never had any issues. I've always been treated with respect. And, you know, as long as I'm credible mm-hmm. and uh, my company produces results uh-huh. and I stay within my budget and within my schedule, you know, it's all good.
1: So let's talk about the industry beyond the client relationship. You know, you have suppliers, you have partners. Uh, th- there was a while where I imagine you both had to establish your street credential, right? Right. Mari, you're in a unique situation. People are probably wondering... Can she lead this company that her husband built to this point? Linda, you're coming into it cold with really no credibility in the construction industry other than a passion for what you were doing. I mean, in the early days, can you take us back to 1998, 99? What was that like? Because you were also younger than you are today, which, you know, you didn't have the experience. Can you remember back what it was like back in those days when you first entered this industry? And what was that like for you to get to get to a point where you felt comfortable Maybe you felt comfortable on day one, but in your own skin, in your space. I'll go with you first.
3: I was going to say, when we started in 1998, there was no solar industry. Okay. So we were in a boutique. We were a boutique industry. We were like the only ones. So it was kind of exciting. It was almost like I was a rock star. You know, it was like, wow, you do solar energy. And it was a lot of hype and excitement. So. It was exciting. Okay. Honestly, it it wasn't up until the last few years where the competition is hmm. just huge. But back 16 years ago, it was exciting times.
1: I view all areas of construction as being highly competitive. I mm-hmm. mean, you you were an ano- you were Amen. anomaly for a while, yes. right? Amen. But th- yeah. the, the industry caught up to you. So, Mari, let's go back to your early days in in running the company. What was that? Like? How long did it take you to feel like you had the chops to do the job?
2: To get my kind of way about me, I think that in the early days I was driven by a different motivation and it was kind of... uh you know, I didn't know any better. Okay. I just knew that, uh, I had something to accomplish. And so I kind of just went in there because I felt like I had nothing to lose and really no one to prove it to other than, you know, my children and the people that worked at CalPAC Sheet Metal and, and OC Metals at the time. So if I didn't do this, then it wasn't going to get done. And, uh, you know, we had the. I kind of always have felt like you know we had the goods, we had the service, we had the ability to get things uh, accomplished for for our customers. I think I've gotten um, a little bit more self conscious in the marketplace today, as it's gotten much more competitive um, in pricing, and and you're kind of being driven down, and it's it's all price driven, is not as much service and right. and capabilities. So, but I think that you know, for for me. I've always just kind of had to just, like, pull my jeans on and just get out there and and get in front of those people that I need to and just show that we have what it takes to do the job and that, you know, we're the right right.
1: So so if I looked at your employee population, do you have many women working for you? Let's start with you, Linda. Do you have many women working in your company?
3: It's getting more. Okay. It used to be just like a couple of us. Okay. So right now, it's me. I have a, a service manager who's a female. I have a marketing coordinator who's a female. I'm just going down my office sure. f- floor plan. Manager of finance. I'm going to bring be bringing on a COO who is a woman. Okay. She'll start wow. January 5th.
1: Congratulations. Mm-hmm.
3: But yeah, I okay. would say you know 80 percent men. Right. And 20 women.
1: Don't hear this wrong, but kind of traditional roles that I would accept. Okay, there's women in those functions, but as a do you say CEO or COO? COO. COO. So as an operations officer, that's mm-hmm. a pretty heavy job mm-hmm. in the construction space, and to have a another female mm-hmm. doing that, that's uh, mm-hmm. that must have been a hard. I don't know that you were specifically looking for a woman to, for that position, but I can't imagine in the candidate pool there were many females that were raising their hand for that job. Am I wrong?
3: Well, you know what? She used to work for us, and okay. I'm really bringing her back on because of her ability to lead teams. Right. And then I have more, I'm actually looking for a project manager right now who's more in the technical end. Okay. I lost one of my okay. technical guys. So my philosophy is so I have, my company has all this experience. And like I said earlier, all this credibility. And so uh, for me, it's just at this point making sure that the teams kind of run efficiently. Because as we grow, 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 one of the things that's exhausting for me is to run the teams.
1: Right. Run it the teams. So takes a lot of energy, so
3: right? bring, yes. <laughs> so, um So I'm bringing on a COO who used to work for a company in which this is what she does. She, her... Uh, gift to the world is transformation, mm. cultural transformation. Right. And so, one of the things that's very important for me as a CEO is to make sure that the workplace is a wonderful place to work. So, not only are we, you know, great at building and engineering solar projects, but that Independent Energy Solutions is a great company to work for. For this is what this new CEO will be bringing to us. I mean, we are a great company. Right. Don't get me can wrong, but can always be better
5: though. Right. And
3: we're going to I'm planning on a huge growth. Okay. And so I need uh, somebody that's going to help me shoulder all of this responsibility.
1: Excellent. Mari, how ha- What's, what's the employee population for you? Have many women working in, in your companies?
2: We only have about 2 3% women, but we're, yeah, we're mostly men. Okay. Yeah, just by the nature of what we have going on with project management, manufacturing, uh-huh. and knowledge and experience in, in our field.
1: It's interesting, you know. I had the sh- Orange County Sheriff Sandra Hutchins here uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about many things. And one of the things we talked about is they're now recruiting to bring in more sheriff, and she really wants. She has a a plan to try to bring in more female officers at the at that level to kind of affect the culture a little bit. I think I'm putting words in her mouth, but my sense of that is having a good mix between male and female in the population is is a good thing. Mm-hmm. So it might might be. And maybe I'm wrong. Tell me, is it little, is it at all a little challenging to have a mostly male workforce, and you're the female leader of it?
3: I am enjoying it. Okay. Yes, I wanted to say too that one of the uniqueness about being maybe a woman owned is we care. I'm looking at Mari. Right. We care so much about our people, so we're very family-oriented and one of the things that i believe women leaders bring into the workplace is we're very collaborative.
1: Right. So i completely yeah. agree with that. And
3: we promote yeah and we promote people, we promote ideas. Uh, we're also very nurturing, we're right. great listeners. So it's really different, but i this is what gets me up in the morning and, and comes to work is that all of these possibilities that i have in order to evolve this company into this great Community of people and ideas and projects. So I like being a woman,
1: right? And you, and, 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 yeah, I,
2: like I you. agree. I like I you agree. both being women too.
1: Uh, you know, and you're both doing the installation piece of it. That's a very collab- project management is a very collaborative workload, right? Because someone's got to plan it, someone's got to execute it, manage it, the material. I mean, so I think having a collaborative culture it probably enhances your delivery of your service because you built a culture around that versus the. You know the traditional the, thinker. The traditional, you will do this. Right. Top you know, down. Get out of here if right. you're not going to so, do it. So yeah. do you find that as well, Mari?
2: Absolutely. I mean, and you describe, you know, how I feel to a T, very collaborative as right. you know me, Rick Franzi. Right. And I wouldn't want to do this if I couldn't do it that way. And if, you know, you can't nurture and, and encourage people and, and get them to kind of do their best and, and, and create an environment where people do want to work, you know, that just is, is kind of the the crux of where I feel, you know, I bring a lot to the situation. Now, there's many parts and pieces to bring together. You know, that's just kind of the nature of the construction and, and what we're trying to execute. So sometimes that gets in the way of what I, my heart's passion is, you, do you know. Do
1: you find the younger guys that you hire treat you any differently than the... Baby boomer guys, is there any sense for that? I have a bias thinking that the younger guys are raised better than my generation were raised relative to this type of a I relationship. Agree. Do you see that in your field crews? Yeah, I do. Okay. I agree. I,
2: I, agree. Do. I definitely think there's there's a lot of uh, more respect in, in this younger generation for women in, in a position the authority. Right, because mm-hmm.
1: you are in a position of authority. You mm-hmm. both have significant companies. You're running a lot of jobs. There's a lot that can go wrong in the business. There's a lot of pressure in construction anyway and when you're project based like you are i mean there's deadlines and there's always something not right
2: keeping people accountable is is there's there's art and there's a lot to it like you said you know the the people part can be very draining yes. and and especially asking people to uh be accountable and and men of a certain generation are definitely more challenged with that
1: okay we're talking with mari kurtz she is owner of calpec sheet metal and oc metals here in orange county and linda strand she is the owner of independent energy solutions in san diego they are two successful women running successful construction companies here in southern california we're going to take our second commercial break on critical mass radio show we'll be back after these words from our sponsors when it comes to
6: pioneers in their respective industries We all know the Apples, Starbucks, and Trader Joe's of the world. In the realm of recruiting, Decision Toolbox is the industry's best-kept secret. With 90% of their business from referrals and repeat customers, for over 20 years, Decision Toolbox's U.S.-based team of recruiters, sourcers, professional writers, quality personnel, and tech support has perfected a Six Sigma approach to talent management.
5: You know how I know? Because I'm the founder and creative director of MBN Design. We're one of Orange County's most established and trusted design firms. With over 20 years of experience, I can ensure that your brand will always stay new. Ask me, how our packaging sold millions in months, or see for yourself other success stories on our website at www.mbndesign.com. We're MBN because we're making brands new. Call 714-4 458-8701 and talk to me, Hector Garcia, that's my cell, 714-458-8701. I'll be waiting for your call.
0: We specialize in solving all your power needs. As a direct reseller of the best brands in the industry, including Liebert, Powerware, and APC, we can solve all your power protection needs. Protecting your power is our main goal. We offer on-site or depot repair of our critical equipment. To better serve your budget constraints, UPS Protection also offers both reconditioned and new products.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. Boy, do we have a show going on for you. We're talking with two successful female women business owners in the construction industry. If you'd like to follow me on LinkedIn, I'm Rick Franzi, F R A N Z I. Our Twitter handle is CEO Peer Groups. And if you have a podcasting software loaded on your phone or your computer, Type in Critical Mass Radio Show, and you'll be able to get our shows automatically. We do three shows a week. I would like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 16,000 episodes during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. Of course, all of our shows come here live on octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from iTunes, Stitcher.com, Spreaker.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, ladies. Why don't you think there are more women in your industry? And who would like to address that question?
2: I think that in, in speaking to you know how Linda got into the industry and how I got into the industry, it's it's when somebody sets out on a course. I don't know that it's a natural choice. I, we're seeing more architectural and engineering students, you know, be female, and those numbers increase. I think women have a natural strength for project management. I do too. Yeah, I think that we need to see more women in uh, the construction field, and and big builders, you know, your McCarthy, your Hensel Phelps, uh, Swinertons, they really promote. Uh, women in their uh, companies, so I think we're we're seeing it. It's sh- it just as you know, you generally get into it if your f- fathers or your brothers were doing it, okay. a family business. I think that it's it's a kind of an interesting road. So I don't know that a lot of women choose right out of the gate to okay head that way.
1: Interesting. Any sa- anything you want to add to that, Linda? Why are you?
3: And I was going to say too, you know, like. I'm basically in the construction industry, I'm going to say by default, even though, Mm -hmm. you know. But I would say if I had to do it kind of organically and I had to become a construction, hold my B license, you know, that would mean for me that I would have to actually have experience in the field. So Mm -hmm. when you talk about in the field, that's manual labor just to, so whether it's you know dealing with the elements of the weather or lifting a heavy object or doing repetitive you know movements you know that typically is more of a of a masculine you know skeletal
5: uh-huh.
3: endurance so women typically don't get into the construction field because of the heavy lifting mm-hmm. and you know all of that so i think that limits women owners somewhat too that's why they become involved in the construction industry through the back door you Mm -hmm. know whether it's through project management or maybe they're the engineer or but they typically aren't the owner okay because
1: is there any advantage like you mentioned earlier how large murray did large construction companies like to promote women in within their company is it your sense there's any opportunity or tailwind to being a woman business owner in a business relationship with large construction companies or governmental agencies or large utilities? I mean, have you seen any benefit to the fact that you're a woman, woman-owned business? Does that work for you in any way that working with your large clients that you're willing to share on the radio show?
2: I think that there have definitely been projects that we have been awarded because of our, you know, be status. Mm-hmm. In the past, it has, it has. I think that there's there are other minority status, you know, that come into play now. I think there's a, there's a lot of people in in the realm. So, um,
1: so there's more competition. More competition. More yeah, yeah, we can give it to this or that. Okay, I get it. Yeah. Okay, all yeah. right.
3: And I definitely can say I have been. I don't know if I was awarded on a sole basis but i can say you know my competition was narrowed be, and the reason is is because you know i was just up against maybe three or four other companies but maybe i was awarded the contract because they got extra points you know the the sure the utilities for example right you know that's one of our biggest customers right. and i I am a diversified business enterprise, and I'm a state-certified woman-owned business, and I think that helps.
1: Right, and it helps you get the job the first time. Yes. But if you don't do the job well, you're not going to get the second time just because of that status, right? Right. So I think that's the common... What people may not understand is you got to perform.
2: Right. You, you still have to perform. And
1: if you don't perform, it you're th- not you, going to get enough credits the, yeah, for hiring table. a bad supplier. Mm-hmm. Right. So well, it's going
2: to cost you to do the job. Right. Yeah.
1: So, so you got to show up and, and deliver the goods. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that you, I go back to the fact that you both were on a job in... At Pendleton, and you didn't know it until today. At least, both of you didn't know it. I'm wondering because you sort of are correlated in what you do, right, with sheet metal, and you're on the roof many times doing the work with the installation of the solar. Her w- product
2: was on my product. Yeah, huh? <laughs> uh, how cool is that? Yeah,
1: yeah. so uh, we're talking with Linda Strand. She is the owner of Independent Energy Solutions, and Mari Kurtz, she owns CalPAC Sheet Metal and OC Metals. So, let's think about a time. And Linda, I'm going to ask you to answer this first, and then Mari, think about it. And if you have an example, please give it to us. Where you learned a valuable lesson in the construction industry, but it came through what, may not looking back on it, felt like a difficult or painful experience. Is there one of those that you can think of that you would like to share with our audience?
3: I don't know if it necessarily correlates with being in the construction industry. Okay. But I will share just being a woman business owner. Okay. And that is... In fact, I'm going to say it happened three times. Shame on me, right? Because okay. I didn't learn my lesson. But I would say that people came into my life and they looked around. They were very smart. And they saw the opportunity that I had with my business. And what is it? Wolves in sheep clothing Right. looked like they were helpful yeah. and that they were going to be maybe partner with me. But their agenda was some kind of... I feel takeover. Wow. And I think because of my, I, I sometimes appear quote unquote sweet, you know, and I'm a good listener. Okay. And I, you know, am welcoming. And so maybe people misconstrue that as like easy takeover kind Take of a thing. advantage of her. Uh huh. Yeah. So I've had three situations where very, very painful. And so for me, the takeaway trust takes a long time long time mm. words some, see I think no, oh, you're telling me something and that, that must be the truth right but really it, I. the lesson for me is just slow down okay and let's see if the actions reflect the words interesting so
1: thank you for sharing that <laughs> thank you for being that honest and yeah. vulnerable to willing to share that on the radio show Linda Strand Mari, I turn to you. Can you think of a time where you learned a valuable lesson from what now might have been a painful experience?
2: I, I too, am really glad that you shared that because that is uh, an experience that is very fresh and and real for me where I trusted uh, somebody to come into the company and take over a division as I was focusing more on kind of global operations, you know, as, as a whole, larger. And then they just kind of, you know, took advantage of the situation, and and like you said, trust takes a long time to build, and once, for me too, don't let my femininity, don't let my softness, don't misunderstand that for weakness, it's not weakness, you right. know, I'm a very strong person, I'll have all the tough conversations and I'll do all the necessary things it takes to get it done. And people, I think, just being woman, they, they take that for granted. So those battles, you know, have to be fought and, and um, those situations have to be dealt with. So I think that for me, trust is a hard thing to still trying to decide who to trust. You know, and how to establish that and when to let that in. Because you have to trust people in business. You have to give people, you know, room to grow. And and especially when you're hiring in your organization, you know, bringing people in. You have to let them um, kind of be who they are and and not uh, be responsible for, you know, the the past. Hmm. So... um, for me, that was, that was a, a, a big challenge. And, and also just keeping, you know, again, that accountability piece, asking people, you know, where, when, why, adding up all the, you know, when something's not adding up, ask, you know, right. so it's, trust it's, my instinct.
1: It's interesting to me how many similarities there, there exist between the two of you. I'm so glad you both agreed to be in the studio today (laughs) because I think it works. We're going to take our next commercial break here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Linda Strand, Mari Kurtz, they're here with us. I have them for just 10 more minutes. So after this commercial break, we're going to talk about kind of paying it forward, mentoring, helping younger women understand what it means to be in the construction field. So we're going to take a little different focus in the last segment. So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after these words.
6: S&H Rubber is a manufacturing company in Fullerton, California. We specialize in custom molded, extruded, and stamped rubber parts. If your next job requires a rubber part, we would appreciate the opportunity to quote on it. We serve aerospace, automotive, and many other industries. We work with many types of rubber, including silicone, EPDM, neoprene, uninitrile, and viton. Our quality system is ISO and AS9100 approved. Over our 47 years in business, the SNH brand has become known for superior quality, quick turnaround, and competitive pricing. Please check out our website at www.shrubber.com or call 714-525-0277. Let SNH be your ceiling solution. There's something positive about the word up. When things are looking good, they're looking up. When someone's down, you cheer them up.
1: Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. It's my honor to have Mari Kurtz and Linda Strand, both women business owners in the construction industry. And as we said at the top of the show, there's only 6% of all the construction firms in the country that are women-owned, and I happen to have two from Southern California here today. And it's a it's a privilege to be able to kind of facilitate this conversation. So let's talk a little bit about your role as a female business owner in the construction space. I can speak a bit to Mari's success and recognition because i've seen it i'm here in orange county she's been recognized as a successful woman entrepreneur and a a business owner recognized by nabo as a you know women's organization as an innovator you too as Mm -hmm. well yeah get out of town
3: Uh but that was a like 19 or 2007 i think i got the green award or whatever yeah
1: okay so that's an honor right Mm -hmm. and 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 i happen to be in the audience when mari accepted her Mm -hmm. her award and so what is your role, or how do you see your role owning a sig- owning significant firms in construction space to sort of model the behavior for the next generation or other women in your space?
3: Are you looking at me?
1: I am to start with Linda.
3: Okay, because that to me is I could spend an hour kind of talking about this because in my industry uh, there's different. Sections and that would be what am I trying to model as, you know, maybe the future CEO? And as far as, you know, having a very transparent and a very trusting uh, workplace, you know, that's exciting for me. I'm introducing uh, philosophies Mm -hmm. that maybe, like we were talking off the air. Construction usually has more of a um, traditional thinker. You know, you will, or maybe we were talking about it on the air. You know, you will do what I say, and if you don't do what I do, you know, ask, you're out of here. Or um, that's kind of like, I feel like I'm a role model for a whole, you know, section of people. And then I have um, the solar industry. So the solar industry is... I'm going to say this is separate than the construction industry. Okay. And the solar industry is all these... Fresh college young women and even young men are emerging and they just care so much about the environment, especially the uh, millenniums. You know, they really want to give back. So uh, there's this whole wave of new people that really want to be involved with renewable energy. So there's that whole section that's coming up, but they're not necessarily in construction. Okay. Okay, but they're in my industry. Right. And then I have the construction industry, and I can tell you, There ain't no one I'm talking to. There's, like, no female that said to me, I aspire to do construction. Wow. So business, and I'm out in the community a lot, and so I have a lot of, I don't know if they're protégés, but, you know, I have a lot of people that I am, women that I'm mentoring, but they're not aspiring to be in the construction industry. Okay, but
1: they're business people, and you're you're inspiring and mentoring them. I, I think I've seen... I've observed that successful women business owners and entrepreneurs and executives seem to have more of an obligation to give back. Than their male counterparts, if you know what I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're sort of there are organizations that sort of want you to give back to mm-hmm. women to help the young women right. that can move along. So, Mari, how how is, how is your recognition and your success in Orange County? What is what is your role to kind of pay it forward?
2: It, it's absolutely with. Um, I think that for me personally, I think that discovering my talents and what I'm good at, you know, doesn't fit inside the mold, the typical mold. So, you know, uh, finding that uh, being an entrepreneur, being a leader in, in in this space was what I found was interesting to me and in, in something that I was really good at. So when I talk to young women, especially, I, I want to invite them to try it on, if you will. Right. You know, because they don't know if you don't know if you like it. If you don't, try it. And um, there are a lot of fascinating parts and pieces to it. And uh, like Lena spoke to, uh, you know, we don't get the opportunity to do the installation piece, which is really important. Though we do see a lot of more women coming up in with regards to electrical and, and you know, some of the other f- you know, trades. So when I do see them then I wanna make a connection and and you know, let them have a voice and an opportunity, you know, to collaborate and find out what they're doing and what their mm-hmm. plans are. So, you know, for me, definitely for young girls who are finding that the high school is a tough road for them, this may be an opportunity because construction allows you to gain a lot of hands on experience. So if you get in there, it's not, you know, necessarily the the straight college you know going to college right. way, but if you get in there at a young age and gain the experience and in hands on experience, you can have a wonderful career or even go on to own your own mm-hmm. firm or you know have your own business.
1: I would think that you could have more of an impact on a young woman who may not be interested in construction. About you don't have to accept convention because right. look at us we're right. running. If a woman can run a successful construction company, what else can you do? Exactly.
2: Well, that's what I want to encourage. That's the thing that I like to encourage young people: is that it's about showing up. It's about asking the questions and 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 having that that stick-to-itiveness right. that's really what it takes you know it's not being the smartest person in the room but being willing to show up again and again and again
1: i think persistence is the number one quality of a successful person
2: i agree and i want to i want to add
3: courage right yeah right persistence and courage right so you
1: got to challenge so okay we only have a couple minutes left so I want to make sure I give you time to tell us how people learn more about your firm so Linda I'm going to start with you if somebody is listening to this show live on OC Talk Radio or in the future on iTunes Stitch or whatever and they say I'd like to learn more about independent energy solutions how do they do that?
3: Well, outside of just Googling okay. independent energy solutions, or our website is, oh, it's a horrible website. I wish I'd ne- sometimes I wish I'd never picked independent energy solutions. Oh my gosh. dot com. Uh, well, <laughs> I, but you know what? It's so long, I had to shorten the website or the uh, URL. It's www.indenergysolutions.com. And, uh, or just how about a, uh, uh, solar woman in solar energy, and maybe you'll...
1: And you'll probably find You'll it. find it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's awesome. probably the easiest way. The easiest way. <laughs> no, <that is. laughs> the broadest content <laughs> is the easiest way to find yeah. you. <laughs> and Mari, how do we find you online?
2: Um, you could go to calpacksheetmetal.com or ocmetals.com.
1: Now, Calpac Sheet Metal is spelled how?
2: C-A-L-P-A-C-S-H-E-E-T-M-E-T-A-L.com. Or ocmetals.com com, okay. or like Linda said, Google it. Great, right. <laughs> I love the great Google, right. the almighty Google. Um, and uh, I invite any of your listeners to uh, come and visit. Um, and if anybody needs anything fabricated in, out of metal, stainless steel, copper, we, uh, you know, everybody needs a good sheet metal shop. There
1: you go. I know. And I hope that this uh, radio show helps to build a relationship between you two thank
2: you yeah i I I think
1: there's a real opportunity here i'd like to we're not done with this conversation are you going to
3: take us out for coffee
1: We can (laughs) why not right and the other idea is i I, i'd like to maybe do a panel discussion we do panel discussions periodically in orange county for different colleges i think there's something else that we can continue to do here if you're willing to participate so i cannot thank you both enough for Your vulnerability, your honesty, and your commitment to being guests on the show today. I've had a great time with this. And if you're listening in the audience, you say, well, that was really good. Maybe I should listen to more. You should subscribe to Critical Mass Radio Show in your podcast service. Link with me on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi. I have to thank our wonderful staff, our engineer, our producer, Amanda Pointer, sitting here today. She's pinch hitting for Crystal Nunley, who's out ill. And we have a whole team of people that help to make Critical Mass Radio Show uh, what it is today. I'd like to thank our advertisers, obviously, because without them, we wouldn't be here, right? That's uh, Brandman University Center Club, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, MBN Design, Smart Business Magazine, SNH Rubber, Succession Strategies, Tone Software and ups protection i'd like to thank you for listening and if you want to learn more about our business critical mass for business look that up critical mass for for business.com and until the next show i hope that all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction
0: you have been listening to critical mass radio show business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to ceos who are leading middle market companies with your host richard franzi